Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Hi, Tara. Hi, Jill. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to tell you, so you know I'm always doing like very interesting things, so interesting, but I got a call from this um, Meditress and what they do, so they're really focusing on women who are losing their hair because they did say that a lot of women are losing their hair due to COVID because of stress. Like there's already women who go through this at all ages. It can be hormonal, it could be age, it could be genetic. But because of COVID, they've had an increase in people coming in. But that's not not why I was there. But what they did do is they did a scalp facial to my scalp to see. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You guys, it's going to be on my Instagram soon. Um, But they did just to see how healthy my scalp is. And because of all the years of product and sun damage and all of these things, they can tell what your hair needs. And so they said that mine... (laughs) I was like so afraid <laughs> because God only knows how long I've been like coloring my hair and putting stuff in. And so um, it was, mine was not bad, but they did, there was like some dry scalp, which they said is very normal, but it felt so good, Jill. It was like- What did the, they do? What did they do? You no, know, it's like uh, they separate your hair and almost blow like um, cold air in your scalp. And I did not see exactly what it did because I had it done to me, but uh, you guys will see on the video, but it it is like that. They just pull each like section and blow some, you know, cold air in it. And then they do it. We didn't do this, but they can do like a facial aloe gel to your head. And it feels like a facial. Wow. That is right. So are they, is this like a dermatologist? Like what is the what's the science oh well she specializes in hair treatment and loss so um she's a doctor she was a primary care but now she mainly focuses on this this is not a dermatologist this is an md she said that a lot of dermatologists she gets referrals from dermatologists for um this issue got it and so i have to ask you given all the manipulation she did with your hair and your scalp uh, did she, did she give you a good blowout before you <laughs> left? No, you don't get a blowout cause your hair is not wet, but my hair, cause you know how it's wavy and it, it was already humid. I walked out with like helmet head. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. They're like, um, we'll just let you fix your hair. But it is really, I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool. I'd never heard of it before. It's very interesting. I've never heard of it either. I don't think I could go there with my hair because my hair's so big. I mean, it would it would be I would not be able to fit through the door when I left. But you know, it's it's interesting because I do. I also think that you talked about sun. They they look at sun damage and stuff, and I think that a lot of people don't know that they have sun damage on their scalp. And then I know when they do mole checks at the dermatologist, they will sometimes check, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I think oftentimes it's hairdressers who find, you know, really serious sun damage on your scalp. Right. So true. So true. So today we are going to, in addition to hair massages and facials, we're going to talk about <laughs> making the ask, which um, 
no matter what business you're in, there's always a point and no matter what position you hold, there's always a point where you have to make an ask, whether it is asking for money, whether it's asking for business, whether it's asking for a promotion, whether it's asking for a day off, like there's always that this sort of sometimes daunting ask that everyone has to make at some point and it can be uncomfortable. I think some people really love it and, and actually, you know, almost get off on making the ask. I am not one of those people. <laughs> how, are, how do you feel about it, Dara? So I, it's like holding your breath and going underwater. I, this is always, when I have to make an ask, I say to myself, Tara, this, you know, I always do so much self-talk, but I say, all right, so this could go two ways. It could either go great or it could turn into nothing, but it's always worth taking the risk because you'll never know. And I don't like to sit with the unknown. I'd rather know if it's a yes or a no, but it is very painful to do. I mean, I don't think the actual process of me asking, having the conversation, it's the buildup for me. It's the actual buildup of having to do it. Yes, I agree. I also think um, it's, we can talk about the flip side too, where, where you know you are going to get asked, right? Like you know that the reason this person is meeting with you is to ask. And my style is like, just cut through the chit chat and make the, like, just let's get it out on the table. Cause I can't sit here making small talk until you finally ask me. Um, <laughs> can you, this is why I never went on many dates. <laughs> no, but Jill, I'm actually the very same way. I, so I, I know, you know how somebody lead, when they're even an email to set up a time, you just know it's an ask. And I'm the same way. I'm like, we don't need to sit here and talk for 20 minutes about blah, 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 blah. Let's just do it. Because actually when I go for the ask, I talk maybe three sentence small talk and then I'm in. Like, I don't need it to linger. Yeah. yeah. And I like to be upfront about the ask. So if I have to make an ask, you know, for me, it's more comfortable to schedule it because I like to have, I like to have some time to prepare myself, but I also like to give the person I'm asking some time for, to prepare. And I like to give them a heads up that that's why I'm coming or that's why I'm calling. And so I'll put it in the email, I'll put it in the message, whatever it is. I'll say, you know, I'm interested in talking with you because I'd like to ask you if you're, you're interested in participating in blah, blah, blah. And then they can say no, you know, and then we don't have to waste time. And in fact, I really appreciate that when I did, when I was fundraising, I would, I would get lots of that back. I would get lots of like, actually, we're not, you know, I'm happy to talk to you, but we're really not investing in this kind of company. And I'd be like, great, let's not waste each other's time. We'll keep in touch. And if something changes, we can reconnect and just kind of don't waste time. Um, but it is, I mean, getting yourself geared up to make the ask is, uh, is, can, can be challenging for people. For me, it's challenging, although I think I've gotten a little bit better at it. And I have to say, I credit my husband, Sean, because he he has always given me really good language. And what it does is it 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 pins the person down. So it and but it makes them feel good as well. So it you know, if you're asking for money, for example, you know, for fun if you're fundraising and you you need money and you're talking to someone, and at the so at the end of the conversation or at some point during the conversation, rather than say, so do you want to invest? You know, 
you say something that makes them feel good about being part of it. And you say, you know, I would really like to see you be part of this venture. What would it take to get you to be part of it? And just, it, it sounds so much better than, so we're raising $2 million. Would you like to invest? I'm like, I don't know. There's a subtle, but it, I think if you get that language in your head and you rehearse it and you think about the who's on the receiving end and the message they want to hear, um, I think it makes it a little easier if you, you kind of, it, it makes it easier in the moment to do it if you have that language in your back pocket. And for me, it's a lot of times it's asking maybe other people to do a collaboration or whatever. And I always start with what I like about their business or who they are, like what I, what I admire, because it is true. That's why I want to work with them. I'm, I'm not just coming from nowhere. There is a reason. And I think that sometimes when you start like that, it's a lot, you know, it's you, it's, you're welcomed with open arms a little bit more. Yeah. Cause you're establishing common ground your your interest is genuine. You've actually spent some time researching them and thinking about what the partnership might look like. Um, so, yeah. But I think just kind of like you said, holding your nose and jumping into the pool like it just it's like going under water. You just have to do it. You have to do it and put it behind you and think about how good it's going to feel once you've gotten past the ask. That's what I always think about. I think about that in life. Like if I really don't want to do something, first of all, if I really don't want to do something, sometimes I just won't do it. <laughs> but if I have to, I have to, I feel like, okay, I just need to get through it and get on the other side of that. And then you're, and whatever happens, at least I did it, right? And the, like you're saying, just go through it and then envision what it's going to feel like after. It's going to be amazing. You did it. Yeah. It, either, you know, it's a yes or a no. Whatever it is, it's already you done. You it, it's done. You've tried, and you move on. Right. Put a so you. So, ha, do you have any apps coming up that you're nervous about? <laughs> I don't really have any that I'm nervous about. I'm nervous about a lot of things, but not necessarily making an ask. I will say the other thing that makes it a little bit um, easier for me because I'm such a process oriented person somehow making it part of a process is it makes it like just another step. It's just another step in the process of doing X, Y, Z. So um, when I was doing a lot of fundraising, I would have a process. So we had all our prospects on one list and every week we would go through the names and we would follow the, you know, they push them through a funnel, right? The following five steps. And this was step four of the funnel and you just kind of check a box makes it a little easier to think about it as just part of a process and not like the end of your career. <laughs> right. Yes, that's true. Don't make it end all be all. It's just one ask. Yeah. yeah. And it's always their loss, right? If they say no, they just don't there. know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm like, that is another, I'm always like, it's their loss. I'm so fun to be with. Like, I, it's so fun to work with. <laughs> They're really missing out. <laughs> really missing out. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Well, thanks, Jill. This was great. I think a lot of people maybe just need to hear this. Oh, and one other thing is there is a listener that I ran into Barry's the other day, and she was talking about some of the things that we talked about in previous um, podcasts and um, said that it's all very helpful. So thank oh. you for feedback. Yes. I know if you guys have feedback or if there's some things that you would like us to cover, let us know because we're open to suggestions. 
Thank you, Tara. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Beaded Shorts. Running Shorts. Shorts.